presenting to you the interactive space for critical and objective open thinking with Martian UFO produced by Martian UFO Media the best podcast on air with your hearty host catch episodes weekly on Apple and Spotify podcasts Play cool, but 
They don't really wanna go there, it's like Sunday school Them niggas dead on arrival, no question the title No chance for survival, they ain't checking your vitals A fast car with a gun, try to catch up the rivals I got a lamb and a stick, like I'm fresh up the Bible Huh, a young nigga with Mexican idols I just left from Ohio, we met up for single to mile Complexion for connection, I'm melon albino I went broke and sold wax like I'm selling a vinyl Huh, nigga, I know you're tight, you're not thorough You can't come around unless you got a referral You made a couple bucks, then you shot for your girl Bought a bullshit watch, now you on top of the world Huh, got a squad of all geniuses I've been in charge, but finding a plug just gave me more leadership. No scales for the weed and bricks. They wholesale. Only time we see scales when we clean the yeah. fish. Quarter Trips. brick, half a brick, whole brick, whole brick. Fiends still hit me when they dope sick. Put that cook of gas for the raw, so it's glass on the floor. I got my bitch kitchen looking like I'm broken. Let's go. Quarter thing, half a thing, whole thing, whole thing. Daydreaming, thinking about cocaine. When the plug throw me action, I let my man quarterback it. Looked up and all that stacking got us both paid. Both real niggas know. I, I go. Only my real niggas know. I, uh, yeah. We ain't comfortable as y'all. No, I've been in way too many bangos and brushes with the law. My real niggas know. I, only my real niggas know. Yeah. We cook with gas for the raw. So much glass on the floor. Like I broke yeah. And it's a shame what we did to the highway. Even worse if we made it there safe when we pulled in the driveway. Had three and a half whole ones gone by Friday. Now we're riding back smoking. Listen to Shade. I don't suffer Maryland. Cold is an SC. Yeah, get it off the dock. The plug come on the chest game. I hit my man up. See what's the ticket for 10. So right back Sunday night so we could flip it again. That right. whole town going crazy. If you slept on it, still holding no Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Floating in Space with Martian UFO. I'm your host, Martian UFO, of course. Today is Saturday, January 23rd, and uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> so first, uh, let me start. It's been a while since I've been with you guys. I think I haven't recorded since about New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, somewhere around there, maybe. Um, the start of January, anyways. Um, it's been a bit of a slow month, kind of mundane with trying to get back into the kicking things of the year. Um, some people getting back into work and school, still dealing with uh, some of these restrictions and just the craziness of life right now. You know, like I said, we're not going back to what our old life, our old normal, whatever you want to call it, used to be. We're in the great reshuffling now. <clears throat> and uh, I guess to kind of commemorate a change, it snowed today. 
and I didn't think we were going to see any snow for the rest of the month to be honest so kind of a light snow it's a bit chilly out there if you're inside have some coffee hot chocolate chill with your friends and family don't let the uh, the big man the government the institution tell you what to do stay inside wear a mask don't do this don't do that um, there will be a time and day soon when the people rise up I think I believe and I hope to be a part of that effort to stir people's best interest for freedom and not to embark into communism and, and globalism terrorism really um, anyways what this episode is about is my gripe about OnlyFans, son husbands, and why men need masculinity in 2021. Yes. Um, so the reason that it's been a while since I've been with you guys recording and whatnot is um, you know, I've been doing a lot of my own self-study, um, trying to break into some things, learn some things. And you know, this process... <laughs> The process, I think, I was going to say the process for any man, but the process for any person to kind of get into um, bettering themselves or, or adding to themselves, learning more, adding to the palette. Uh, it takes time, right? It takes time to assess and to, uh, to learn, to know, to grow. And really for my effort, I've been thinking a lot about where the direction of the show is going to go and specifically who Martian UFO is, what kind of message I want to represent, what I want to do for men and for people and for the whole society as a whole, how am I going to contribute and give back with this because uh, <clears throat> I think as I said before, um, I'm going in full steam with this, right? I love doing this. I love the podcast. I love creating content and putting it out there, especially at a time where people need a message right now. And let me say, right, because it's important to note for the many listeners and viewers that are on here and the new listeners and people that come on and, and show support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I love you guys. Actually, uh, I got a shout out to New Zealand for putting me. Well, I guess the listeners in New Zealand who have been listening and now I'm one of the um, at least, right, 100 to 150th most popular podcast on Apple Podcasts in New Zealand. So that's great. And uh, I got a bunch of new listeners everywhere. As you know, we're international around here. Um, people listen all the way from the great North Americas to Europe to some African countries, some Asian countries. So we're all around now. And I'm trying to bring up more consistent topics trying to uh cover a broad range of things for all men right i'm gonna speak about a lot of things today but this is for for men first and foremost to give men uh the kind of message that we need to hear today as we embark on a new kind of world and um <clears throat> what i was gonna say here to kind of bring in with the uh what am i gonna call it the housekeeping and whatnot um, over here at Martian UFO Media Studios and with Martian UFO and the Floating in Space moniker and brand, we do not ingest that hopium over here. We have thrown out the, uh, the idea that hope and the selling of, of this 
debauchery is going to help get us out of uh, what we're going through right now. You know, continue to listen to the government. Continue to listen to people that are just feeding you bullshit and making you feel like it's going to be okay while they continue to take our freedoms and things are happening and are going to happen very soon. You know, people need to be ready, need to, I guess, essentially wake up and hear some kind of message because right now it seems like we're kind of in a um, downtime, I would say, while we're waiting for tax season to come in and, and spring to roll in and the after effects of the things like the Biden inauguration, that's going to be a whole different episode because uh, now, as we expected, as we know, Keystone is gone and uh, see Kenny here trying to um, recuperate and find either punishment or lost funds for all the money that we put in. I bet that it's not going to happen. We're not getting anything back and people got to be prepared for that blow uh, on the effect on our economy for all the lost jobs, all the money that's not going to be generated and created now because we're about green energy here in Canada and the U.S. and anywhere that um, anywhere that deals with the U.N. with the Chinese communist uh, government over there, that's where we're going. Anyways, like I said. Yes, we don't ingest that hopium. We're here to give uh, men the raw, uncut, not soft message. And um, I spoke to a friend recently. He said that, you know, I was telling him that <clears throat> I've kind of had difficulty recently um, just embarking. You know, I, I know that I, I've said some things, I've done some things, and here I am kind of in this broad place now for myself. And I said, you know, what I'm worrying about is I don't want to step on too many toes. And he said, you know what, man, you're going to step on toes. Continue to keep doing what you're doing because you're doing something that not a lot of men are doing for the men. Unprecedented. Everybody out here wants to be with that soft message, wants to give people that hopium, that cookie cutter, baby food, um, chop it up all nice for you and then serve it up on a plate. We're not doing that here. I'm telling you that... The world is about to be very bad. The best thing that I can do for people is give you awareness on many different topics. I don't want to be a fear monger. And I could give you the backstory and the research on conspiracy theory and conspiracy theorists and how they use that term to demonize people who really just go after truth. Um, but that's not important because I think today in this time, a lot of people are seeing things that are uncovering the very... Uh, um, fake fabric nature of our world um, and it's going to continue happening people are going to be more awakened uh, more arisen and there's going to be different unrest and all types of things everywhere I wonder <clears throat> how long Biden will last to be honest and people think that Trump is gone they defeated Trump and we're not going to see him again you know we're we're done we're, we're losing but just wait I watched a video recently about what he might, may or may not be up to, what his uh, underground backdoor dealings are, are um, consisting of now, and we all just have to be patient and wait for, I guess, some type of savior or resistance or whatever, so have you to come and, and get us out of this, because it is nowhere near over, and it affects some things that we're talking about here today, the OnlyFans the dynamic of the son husbands the fact that when i speak about men needing masculinity 
it's kind of a crucial, it's a crucial, crucial, it's almost a worldwide emergency. Public, what do they say? This is a public service announcement for all men. We know, and if you don't know, men, not just in the States, but in Canada as well, are losing testosterone rapidly at about 1% every year going down. There's an article here that I'm gonna read that says, you're not the same man your father or your grandfather was. We don't have the same testosterone these days as men back in like 1980s, the 70s, even the 50s. And that's a problem because here they are today feeding us messages, uh, you know, bashing men, um, presenting weak, docile, dumb men, and uh, crossing it over with strong females. No gripe with the females, um, <clears throat> no hate or nothing like that, but I think I said in the last episode when I spoke about the 10 things that men need for masculinity this year, uh, for male strength, um, the powers that be, they push out a strong female, you know, femininity, feminism. Um, and on the other side, you have, you know, uh, hyper-masculinity, oh, misogynist and, and sexist and all this kind of stuff. Well, that's for a reason. They make money off of, of females being strong and being the more dominant race. You know, we're not trying to make it divisive or versus or men versus women, all this kind of stuff. But um, it calls for the need for this message um, to tell men to be strong, to tell men to get back to that. You know, it's not hyper-masculine for men to be brutish and, and uh, open speaking and all kinds of, you know, put men in, in dresses, put men in makeup, put men in heels, have men be um, female, have men be all, like it's, it's uh, all right, I'm not gonna speak too much. I don't wanna like hammer that shit, but this is for a reason. These things are, are put out in the social media, in the main media. Um, they push it on the news, right? All kinds of people coming out in popular culture. Oh, this person's a transgender, now this person's this, and this person's that, and it's okay. Uh, 50 years ago, it wasn't okay. And I'm not saying that it should be that way and then different people shouldn't have their freedom and rights and whatever, but uh, it's having an effect on the one side. And we're gonna speak on this later, maybe in a separate episode, but feminism <clears throat> is the lie that betrayed both men and women. Well, women first, right? Feminism that told women that they could go out and persevere and prosper, succeed in a patriarch uh, world um, you can do better than men you can go out there have a job bring home the bacon and cook it too and do everything that it takes to be a man and a woman and do better than the man well uh we see today and i could look at stats i could look at different articles that women are struggling suffering it turns out that when you stack equality versus preferential treatment Women don't actually want to work hard, uh, hard as men, right? Um, case in point, OnlyFans. Yes, yes, yes. Let me let me do this right now. Let me speak about this. Why do I have such a problem with OnlyFans? I don't really have an issue with it, um, except for the fact that I think it. You know, here let me speak to the black woman for a second. It brings down women of all races, but the black woman who complains about being looked at like a, a sex object in society. She's uh, not so positively looked at by 
her own black man or the white man or anywhere in society or popular culture or the music or media or whatever. But here you got these women going up on OnlyFans and, and selling it and shaking it for dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? All kinds of women, women of all ages. And uh, the, the issue for them, right? They're even coming out and saying this is that there's a disparity now. The market is flooded, right? The sex market, anybody can go on there and, and make dollars. Now you can go on selling on IG and Snapchat and people look at what's happening to uh, our world, to society. You think the people that go and make OnlyFans and then, you know, they got kids, they got families, all this kind of stuff. People that make OnlyFans and have boyfriends, I feel sorry for them. Anyways, um, these people believe that they can turn around later on and the world will treat them as if they never made an OnlyFans, right? What? I sold nudes and I sold videos of myself, all this kind of stuff. No, I never, my kids are going to see this. Oh, no, no. Like, how can you treat me like a different person because I sold myself for a few dollars? Um, hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> so to support me in this endeavor to back up my research, let's read here. Let us first go to Reddit, yes, and uh, <clears throat> this subreddit is for sex workers only, and this is a gripe of an actual sex worker who is complaining. Let's see what she says here. Uh, the title says, OnlyFans is a flooded market, so is Reddit, so I guess people are selling on Reddit as well. <clears throat> these people all these extra people started sex work for extra money due to COVID-19 and now the full-time sex workers are suffering that's an issue because uh, it looks like a, a groupie thing right now where yeah a lot of these women are jumping on because they think and they see that well hey I can make you know I can go and I can make five figures in a month I can make six figures in a year I can make six figures in a month like these women you know but they've never done sex work before you know what she says, uh, she says, and I'm seeing so much of the same content too, same angles, same body types, same overall styles. If you are going to start sex work, my number one tip is to be unique. Bring something to the table. Now, men have been saying this for a while. Bring something, bring something to the table. Don't just bring your body, your looks, um, right? What else? the skills and this sounds like right what I'm saying now sounds like that massage and it sounds like oh he hates women and why is he bashing women and whatnot but she's saying it this is a woman talking about it talking about <clears throat> her discontent about seeing all these these new women coming onto the market who haven't been sex workers before they think they can come here and hustle and make a dollar think that it's easy I you know I've, I've spoken to actual sex workers before and they, uh, they talked to me and they said that it's like two full-time jobs, you know, spending time 
thinking about the content, creating the content for people, giving your fans what they want, because you obviously you imagine all the simps that show up here to pay on these platforms. They want something. They want to see different things. They're willing to pay top dollar for whatever kind of sick shit you want to see. But um, <clears throat> this also has an effect on a woman's um, psyche, her self-esteem. You know, how does she view herself when she does all this stuff for people? You know, throwing dollars out on the internet, do this, do that, and then she goes out later in society. I mean, this this stuff is a uh, this is something to be said for sex work. Anyways. Same angle, same body type, same overall styles. If you're going to start sex work, my number one tip is to <clears throat> bring something to the table, as she said. Um, the page keeps refreshing here, my bad. Technical difficulties, would you say? Maybe. Um, so bring something to the table that other people don't. Otherwise, you won't make a living off of it. And all you're doing is further flooding the market and making it harder for full-time sex workers to provide for themselves. Opinions, I think the opinions are the same, right? It's not just her that's speaking about this. I found an article about it, but a lot of sex workers are coming out and saying that even the, you know, has-been porn stars are jumping onto places like OnlyFans and flooding the market and pulling all the different people who want to see these <clears throat> used to be porn stars who people know who have a name a little a bit of a following well they they suck up all the different people that are willing to pay and then you know you got people that are only making like average about a hundred dollars in a month off of only fans this is not paying people's rent and off you know paying off their vehicles some people are doing it the top creators are people that already had followings and people following them and, and I guess sex workers who did the work to gain their followings and now it's just a whole bunch of it's just a flooded market now anyways let me uh, let me read the second article hopefully without all the coughing and the uh, the dying there Jesus <clears throat> so this comes from the elite.com title OnlyFans, influencers, and the politics of selling news during a pandemic. Everyone from Black China to Caroline Calloway has popped up on the uh, adult only platform. But what about the actual professionals? Who are the professionals? Are they the uh, the known names that people know, or are they the um, are they the people who consider themselves to be sex professionals? They do this work. They have been in, in this space for for years, right? So, uh, let's see here. It's safe to say that OnlyFans has gone mainstream. Beyonce name-checked the adult content subscription platform in the Savage Remix rapping. On that demon time, she might start an OnlyFans. Yeah, a lot of them on that demon time right now, aren't they? Makeup artist James Charles joked that launching an account might cure his quarantine boredom last month. A tweet by a 22-year-old who bragged that she moved into her dream house thanks to OnlyFans earnings became an instant meme. And everybody thinks that they can do this now. Servani on Twitter says, uh, say what you want about OnlyFans, but I just moved into my dream house at 22. And it's a nice house, right? I'm not gonna knock anybody that can do this. If I was a woman right now, 
I'd be on OnlyFans. I'm just telling you that I'd be doing the work because uh, this is this is money to be getting, right? People know about the money, the hustle, the time. If you're doing the work, I guess yeah, you should be paid. But <clears throat> let's continue on. As millions of people five, uh, filed for unemployment last month, OnlyFans reported a 75% increase in signups, with 150,000 new users creating accounts daily. Wow. But some sex workers, many of whom are forced to move their business online, say that the platform is being flooded with casual tourists, individuals who are bearing it all online in the name of clout chasing. Perhaps most notoriously has been Instagram influencer slash scammer <laughs> Caroline Calloway's recent pivot to camgirling on OnlyFans during lockdown and claiming a projected 223 um, <clears throat> $1,800 income from the site. Her comments set off a discussion about man wagons, privilege, and sex work as a serious labor. It is. OnlyFans was lost, uh, launched in 2016 just as adults, entertainers, and sex workers were being shut out of platforms like Instagram, Patreon, and Tumblr, thanks largely to the passage of the FOSTA slash SESTA bills. I don't know what that is, but we'll check into that. OnlyFans loose content cre uh, restrictions allow res uh, creators to put racy cute images and videos behind paywalls and engage with monthly subscribers through custom videos, DMs, and exclusive pay-per-view shows. Frequent payouts in OnlyFans, comparably low 20% cut, most campsites take 40% or higher, make the site incredibly popular. <clears throat> Circumventing the use of old-fashioned narrative pornography, Studios has also been a boon to creators who are grateful for the site's bolstered security and anti-piracy measures. OnlyFans is the wave of the future because it is so much harder to steal the content, wrote Randy Gray, a former IRL sex worker and writer who has earned in the top 11% on OnlyFans for the last two years. But I'm sure it's pretty easy for friends to also pass around OnlyFans and then just share it amongst themselves once one person buys, right? So how do you stop that? <clears throat> DeGray told me via DM that thanks to rampant piracy and the proliferation of tube sites uploading stolen pay porn, <clears throat> getting people to pay became impossible. Uh, quote, with the industry a shell of itself, and now the pandemic on top of it, studio, uh, studios are just not creating like they used to. But OnlyFans, she says, is the form, uh, farmer's market of porn. The creator is selling directly to the consumer, which means the farmer has to bring something different to the table. The farmer has to work hard. <clears throat> OnlyFans is just another logical extension of how creators are monetizing and personalizing their labor. In recent years, free podcasters turned to Patreon over using ads. Uh, freelance journalists began creating paid substack newsletters over taking parse, uh, sparse assignments. YouTube gamers moved their business to Twitch, but just like any platform, the creators are at the whims of the VCs who invested in them, and if the fees don't add up, uh, we'll have to find another place to be hosted. Miners had to become TikTokers, and if OnlyFans tanks, OnlyFans, if OnlyFans tanks, adult entertainers face lost fan bases and disappearing archives, but that's unlikely for the foreseeable future. OnlyFans, once mysterious parent company, Phoenix International Limited was recently revealed to be owned in part by Guy Stokely, a former Barclays investment banker and his son, Tim. <clears throat> so they must like the one that they're making from that. Contributing to the rise of OnlyFans is one harsh new reality. Uh, 
the influencing era is ending, they say. <clears throat> OnlyFans quarantine blow-up seemed inevitable. We're clawing at the walls, looking for new ways to earn money and new ways to masturbate, according to the article. Yes. <clears throat> 22 million Americans have lost their original revenue streams due to the virus, and any work-from-home situation is attractive due to its perceived stability and low risk. This includes sex workers, strippers, go-go dancers, sugar babies, huh, and escorts who have had to move to IRL Operations Digital. <clears throat> and who are ineligible for stimulus checks. On the flip side, those still with jobs have money to burn and nowhere to spend it. Yeah, some of us. Uh, to top it off, there's a reason terms like corn, uh, corniness, horny on main, and skin hunger are trending topics. Our carnal desires are, aren't just being fulfilled, or just aren't being fulfilled, sorry. Contributing to the rise of OnlyFans is one harsh new reality. The influencing era is ending. Travel influencers can't travel, Lifestyle influencers can't live lavishly, and fashion influencers aren't being sent clothes without any place to wear them. The economic downturn has caused companies to dial back. Marketing budgets usually spent on sponsored content, and during a global disaster, followings are craving authenticity over picture-perfect life, which we know that isn't true, right? <clears throat> All fake, fabricated. Where else can influencers Former reality contestants and D-listeners turn to but only fans. Model Black China joined the platform in April, christening her account with a picture of her feet, stomping grapes in an offer for a $950 private video call. I, I wish I could I could charge $950 right now just to have somebody call me. God damn. <laughs> fans of love and hip hop. Uh, can pursue Peru's thirst traps by married couple Safari Samuels and Erica Mena and stands at RuPaul's drag race can follow Ariel Versace under her non-showbiz name Brian Phillip and the unpaid arena Ansel Elgort made headlines when he posted his public care and referenced the platform for charity and <clears throat> Grammy producer The Dream hosted a free album release party on the site the celebs, it seemed, were here to stay, at least until the stay-at-home orders lifted. And then there is Caroline Calloway. Early last month, the cringy Instagrammer, famous for allegedly scamming her followers, posting a viral nude on Twitter as a humble apology for the word count of a paywalled essay she posted. This attention naturally led her to announce a $50 a month OnlyFans account. The average subscription is $9.99 a month. Holy fuck. Over the next few weeks, she teased on her Twitter and Instagram accounts upcoming sexy content featuring vague cosplay like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, Ophelia from the painting Ophelia by John Everett Malaise, and Orlando from Orlando by Virginia Woolf. When she hinted at someday playing Lolita from the infamous book and films, she asked, is the sexualization of children in fiction immoral? Um, damn. And people, people selling their souls to the devil on this shit, I swear to God. <laughs> To which everyone in her mentions responded with a resounding yes. Shortly thereafter, she liked and shared an anti-Semitic post suggesting she should cosplay as Anne Frank. This shit is wild. <clears throat> Carolee's spiral didn't stop there. When she claimed her $50 a month subscription would net a $223,800 a year um, income on Twitter, the online sex worker community weighed in. 
the brag wasn't just tone deaf in a time of economic strife. I mean, you're basically slapping at all these people's faces. <laughs> if Mark Calloway is a naive interloper dipping her toes into a world she knows nothing about. Dear other girls reading this, odds are you are not internet famous. You will not make six figures in your first year doing sex work. You will not retain your first subscribers throughout the year. Research sex work for months before you do it. It is not easy money, responded user Frankie Bunny. She's telling people the truth. <clears throat> so anybody thinks with a hot body they can just jump on, everybody's gonna give me some money. Online sex workers asked Callaway to shout out full-time sex workers who are struggling to make ends meet. They hoped she would acknowledge that her privilege and fame, yep, allowed her to experiment with OnlyFans in ways most workers don't. Instead, <clears throat> Callaway sent an ignorant clapback, daring the internet to show her competitors, okay, who else has a brand like mine and is charging $49.99? You can't just claim I'm competing with no evidence. Show me my competition. <clears throat> is what she said. For someone offering emotionally poignant, softcore, cerebral porn on basically unchallenged, the sex worker community was enraged by Caroline's outright condensation and racial the living hell out of the tweet. So here's some responses, I guess. Let's let's read what sex workers think about this. Imagine raising $50,000 with your writing and instead of keeping that money, you donate it all. Then to cover your own bills during a pandemic, you launch an OnlyFans at a price point does not compete with sex workers, based it on a brand you spent seven years building and people still give you shit. So that's what she said. And then this person responded to her. Uh, uh, Riley Wyland says, I am a genuine fan of Caroline Callow's but imagine engaging with sex work essentially for the clout and then bragging about your six-figure salary in the midst of a pandemic that has sent and will send more full-time non-influencer sex workers into pro uh, profound poverty. <laughs> Literally, people are going to be on the streets selling it for dollars and cents. I hope not. What you said was super insulting to us real uh, sex workers, this person says. Don't hop on our bandwagon only in search of cloud and then brag about your six-figure job. By the way, guys, real sex workers here of 19 years buy my content. So she putting up her stuff. You know, 20 years she's been doing it. Damn, man. <clears throat> this person, Miss Goddess Matcha, femdom and femdom, she into all that. Nothing is more ignorant than saying doesn't compete with sex workers. You are delusional and misinformed. I can't imagine wanting publicity for being such an actual idiot. One day you'll learn how wrong you were and you'll be horrified and embarrassed with how you behaved. Right? I'm not, so this is not me now speaking bad on sex workers or OnlyFans. This is uh, true long working sex workers that have done the work. Um, super cool that she'll always be able to go back to her safe middle class life when she gets bored of LARPing as a sex worker and never actually being affected by any of the stigma the rest of us face when seeking housing, accessing social services, etc. Yeah, that's real shit. <clears throat> very, very real shit. Highly exceptional and ethereal porn catering towards uh, distinctive and opponent owners. Uh, huh. So, that's some of the responses there. <clears throat> In a viral article posted on sex worker journalism site, Tits and Sass, titled, Can You Make Six Figures a Year Off Reply, Guys? What the fuck is that? You see, you see how they look like, let me just pause for a second. Dudes, they're making money off us. Money off all men, off the niggas, off the white men, the Indians, everybody, right? Off the simps. They're making dudes look like fools. 
can you make money off just the reply guys can you make money off the guys that send fucking 60 to 100 replies and don't get no response of course you can these niggas are willing to pay anything just to get a hi a hello just to get a picture of your your toenail like come on man these niggas are looking like simps i hate that shit <clears throat> don't pay for only well pay for the people who are doing the work i guess but like, what the reply guys that's that's what they base you you soft guys to you mm. <laughs> caroline calloway thinks so uh writer cat summed up the situation perfectly we've all watched how well it ends for the girl who does amateur night once lucks up with a 300 dollars set and makes calculations on just how rich she's about to become based on that number having a group of grown men screaming that they need to see your butthole at 6 p.m on a tuesday it's not exactly what those types and vision when studying cardi b videos yeah these motherfuckers want to see everything they want to see you drip all kinds of shit on your body they want to see you they want to see some some nasty stuff <laughs> like for all kinds of money guys guys want you to send them your underwear your pantyhose y'all i mean come on and then you gotta go out and live a normal life after uh what Callaway and other celebrity drop-ins to OnlyFans failed to realize is that sex work is actual or serious labor, not a bandwagon hop on. On OnlyFans, this often means seven days a week of work. And when I see, <clears throat> you know, for the locals here, when I go on my Snapchat and I see people and, and the interaction between people who actually pay for OnlyFans and whatnot, guys are like, well, you haven't posted for three, four days. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. And the response is like, um... The girl's like, oh, well, I have a life, too. And I, you know, I'm seeing somebody. I have a boyfriend. Well, you are obviously figuring out and finding out that there's an event now. Why did you make OnlyFans if you still wanted to live a normal life and have a boyfriend and, and not have to provide for your... I mean, of course, people are going to unsubscribe. They're just going to stop paying. You know, you thought this was what? A pastime? You were going to make a couple of dollars? It's not... You're not looking at it like some job if you, if, you know... People aren't probably making even $200 a month, I swear. <clears throat> hmm. you know constant posting on multiple platforms not just only fans and then selling your you know advertising your subscriptions you know always putting up the ads you know buy my only fans on snap i'm not really seeing it now now because they're probably not making much uh, much money so you know and buying the latest lighting equipment costumes and sex toys getting real real intimate with your fans and and you know people some people are doing the girlfriend package for five hundred dollars a month i mean shit is shit is wild to me but they're constantly shifting referral uh, bonuses to consider metrics to calculate the customized content for private dms and uh, cross-platform promotions to roll out you know this is real this is not for fun <laughs> what Callaway celebrity drop-ins to only fans fail to realize is that yeah so i already read that it takes time and energy to accommodate certain requests, prep for pictures and videos, actually record videos and edit them, etc. And to make sure your clientele are getting what they requested, it means pushing your body to perform sexually as well. God damn, <laughs> says Sasha, a pre-med student who transitioned from go-go dancing to OnlyFans to pay her tuition. Rain DeGray echoed this fact. It took me a solid year and a half before I was pushing out content that was really worth anything and had built up my base to where it is now. And... <clears throat> Let me explain to people. When I started this podcast shit, I came out real quick in the first two or three months or whatever. I put out 30, 40 some episodes real quick, like real fast, whatever, right? And I was trying to hone 
the audio, the sound quality, trying out different things and, and getting new mics and everything, right? Just, just experimenting. Well, doing that isn't the same as if I was on OnlyFans taxing my body every day. I got to be, you know, plugging in. I mean, <laughs> doing all kinds of things. If people don't like it, if in the first three months and I'm taxed, my body's, you know, and I got to continue for another year before people actually start liking my shit. Well, this is going to have a an effect on my mind, my body, my all kinds of health. You know, <clears throat> I think right now all the all I'm doing is working my mind and my mouth. Right. People aren't seeing my body. I'm not out here selling my, myself for dollars like and I'm not griping or, or harping at anybody. But uh, yeah, yeah. Though digital sex work is quote unquote safer in some senses, lessening chances of physical violence, rape and STDs, uh, there are other dangers. Online harassment can lead to offline stalking. Yeah, with these creepy simps and blocking abusers on the platform is difficult. It's really hard to stop someone from contacting you if you don't want them to, said Randy Gray. Then there's the IRL stigma. Employers with morality clauses can face re uh, facial recognition software and screenshots to attach sex workers to their government names. Currently, OnlyFans requires performers to upload a driver's license for identity verification, instantly leaking their content to that information. They have you. <clears throat> they got your info. You think you're gonna go work for the government in 20 years from now? They're not gonna pull up your OnlyFans when they do a, an extensive search on you? Hmm. Callaway isn't alone in her ignorance about the industry's struggles. As job losses rise, newbies to the platform are flooding it with mixed results. Many cover their faces. Yeah, cover their faces. And I've, let me say, hand to God, I've never paid for no OnlyFans. I've never been on the site. I've never made an account. I don't have that shit. I never paid for nobody's shit. But <clears throat> I bet you that a lot of them are coming on shy. They've never been there before. They've never really done this before. And, you know, how can you ask for any? I mean, you're competing with people who have been doing it for years. They show their face. They're doing everything from the jump. <laughs> and you're going to ask for $10 a month subscription or this and that. Like, I know I've seen people now offering it for free because the disparity, they need subscribers. People probably aren't even coming. You know, if people are offering it for free now, like you tell me that it's it's hard to get people to get on your OnlyFans. Like Billy Beaver, a well-known TikToker, expressed her frustration with just how hard this work is as he transitioned to OnlyFans. I'm losing subscribers on OnlyFans, and it's my main source of income. She said, "A talented 24-year-old Honda mechanic in Indiana was fired last month after her coworkers found her account and watched." her content at work what do you think they're going to do these these uh you know mechanics you know oil grease guys up in the shop you think they're not going to watch your shit on you know on break on lunch break and all that stuff they see your only fans and, and one girl working in the shop oh they're going to watch they're going to watch that hmm vice <laughs> reported that is my girl an OnlyFans competitor with the same business model has been targeting ads to laid off McDonald's employees and hotel workers? Oh my god. <clears throat> As lockdowns continue and uh, bills pile up, digital sex work will only grow into a more mainstream source of revenue. Those who are committed, not just looky loose and uh, exhibitionists, will need to join the sex work community in earnest to survive. According to Kat, that's a population of workers who are not coincidentally incredibly resilient, intelligent, and hilarious. We organize. 
We look out for each other because no one else will. We have mutual aid and relief funds because we're not going to leave our most vulnerable members behind. Um, when the writer of the article, her name is Claire Downs, a freelance writer based in Los Angeles, when she asked Sasha if she felt threatened by the Carolyn Calloways, you know, let's call them the, Ka the Karens of OnlyFans, these girls coming on thinking that they can just get a dollar and leave real quick. <clears throat> Uh, who show up with the built-in follower base she said I think that there's a room for everyone who wants to do sex work that's what she's saying and I want people to feel empowered in a safe way if they choose to do so other sex workers I spoke to were similarly nonplussed noting the uh, panopoly I think I said that right of taste that OnlyFans customers have a few measly uncommitted influencers can't write can't take away what they provide a tailor-made service to their most loyal subscribers so there was a lot said in that article. Obviously, if you want to be on OnlyFans, you're not just coming in for a month, two months. You're not coming on and then, you know, not being on for a couple of days, not being on for a week, being inconsistent. These guys want it every day. You're competing with people who have been here for a while. And um, there's something to, to think about if you want this to be your career or just a short passage in your life. Because that's all I'm saying. I don't really have a gripe about OnlyFans, but... At the end of the day, I think that it it destroys because I, for me, this show is about relationships. It's about um, trying to find these good women out here, right? And the good women, the reducing amount of good women that are left in society across. So I'm speaking about generalities. Good women in all of society, they're competing with now to find good men. Um, and men who aren't paying for OnlyFans and all this kind of stuff and with the cheating rate out here and the divorce rate and all the marriage statistics that I could bring up, it's hard to get into honest, um, honest relationships. For people who are single right now to come together in Parabon and be like, oh man, shit, I hope this girl hasn't made an OnlyFans. I hope she's not on OnlyFans right now. Like, <clears throat> going into 2022, 2023, this is going to be uh, tough for people. And this is, this is something that is more like a soft type of warfare for the powers that be, for the elites, because they don't have to be all uh, aggressive with trying to bring down the population numbers, right? If you convince people, um, if you just give people reasons not to come together, not to get into relationships, not to marry, not to have kids, then... Less people are being born, less kids. Um, that's that's just what happens, right? Let me take a break here to uh, go use the washroom services. I will be back. So a little side note joke type of shit. Um, I saw somebody recently on one of my social media platforms, they shared a TikTok about how there was this uh, Asian woman speaking about, she's trained her boyfriend now, she's had her boyfriend, you know, on the potty basically, sitting down peeing for many years. He's been sitting peeing for, uh, for so long, all this kind of stuff, because it, apparently she claims that when men stand up peeing, um, they, they dribble everywhere. You get that pee spray out everywhere, all over the toilet, the seat, all your hands, his pants, and blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. 
And I just got to say, that's simply not true unless you a slob, unless you waving your shit all over the place and you trying to get pissed everywhere. No, there's no such thing. There's no pee spray. There's no mist. There's no. And if you wash your hands after you good, like you, you go in there, you stand, you sound like a man with masculine framing. You aim your shit into the middle of the toilet and you piss and you good. Ain't nobody getting that piss on their hands. I mean, not me anyways. <laughs> um, but let's continue on here. I'm going to speak about son husbands next. The son husbands epidemic that has taken our world that kind of ties into men and the decreasing testosterone. Men who don't have the same testosterone levels as their, uh, as their uh, predecessors of men. Right here, I'm gonna be kind of, I mean, I guess this is gonna be kind of personal because I know, and in my personal life right now, I'm finding out that I have been a son husband, right? What is a son husband? Single raised um, male man, you know, father wasn't in their life, um, <clears throat> primarily had females around him in his upbringing, did not have clear male guidance in upbringing. That's what a son husband is. Uh, person who always caters to um, say his mom's and his aunties before himself who doesn't know how to be a man doesn't know how to be masculine almost that whole trait has been taken out of him emasculated as we say <clears throat> anyways I've been seeking out um, different sources for how to combat and how to reverse this brainwashing I'm gonna call it because you know different places the Catholic Church turns uh, single raised boys into son husbands the main media the social media turns guys into son husbands who don't have you know who haven't had dads in their lives or are good examples of dads um, to show them how to be strong males here men men who don't have any kind of concern with dresses and makeup and all this kind of stuff who want to be out here hustling um, working for themselves for the whole um, good of, of men just persevering you know, being successful, that's it. Anyways, <clears throat> the son husband thing develops, and, and let me be honest, you know, my mother, even though I am a yeah, single mother raised dude or whatever, my, I think my mom was the first person who actually red pilled me, who gave me the crimson capsule. My mom is tough. For people who know me personally, my mom isn't someone to play with. <laughs> um, my mom's. My mom's nice now, right? She's older. She's kind of, she's chilled out a bit. But she used to be a fearsome person, quite scary to people, you know. A lot of, uh, a lot of my white friends didn't come over to my house when I was growing up. <laughs> and I wasn't doing no dating, no nothing like that. My mom went to lengths to scare all the girls from coming over to the house. She didn't want me seeing nobody. And um, I guess, you know, the fear was that I might have some some little rugrats dropping up on her step and nobody to take care of him and all this kind of stuff. And she just wanted me to be about myself, to always go, you know, on my own path. My mom told me certain things growing up. And even though <clears throat> she had the, you know, the church heavily, the Catholic church heavily, heavily influenced me, you know, that I have my own problems with and, and whatever. Um, I think she saved me from certain things like having a baby mama now no kids, not producing the same kind of um, production that I was raised with, no dad, or trying to be out here, essentially, I don't want to call it broke living, but if you haven't, like, uh, 
quote unquote made it made it yet there's no reason you should be thinking of oh let me have a kid in my young 20s and my mid 20s let me come out here and uh produce kids and not give them the, the best chance that i could possible with the best life and all this kind of stuff because son husbands don't get things like uh private school and all the best sports programs and good you know the best health care and different things like that and let me tell people i've had a good life <clears throat> my mom's worked hard to produce for me and my two young brothers it's been very very good there's been hard moments and all that kind of stuff it wasn't good all the way from the beginning i'm not going to give people my life story but um today some husbands in the world that are coming out and they leave the house young and they think that you know um i'm a man right i'm, I'm gonna come out here all i gotta do is work work and society's gonna support me and you know i, I need a girl and we need to have a family we got to be all already and stuff by 22 that's all these expectations from men that are hitting is you know as soon as you turn 18 you got to do this you got to be that mm. and let me look it up let me see if i can find any articles about son husbands specifically so that people can see what's going on out here why is it such a bad thing Why is it such a bad thing, these son husbands? Alright, you bring single mother-raised boys out into the world who don't know how to, um, don't know how to be men, who are showing more uh, effeminate traits <laughs> than, than <clears throat> male traits. So I'm not finding no articles, so I'm just yeah, continuing. Um, you know, guys who are crying, who are scared, who don't know what, experiencing more levels of anxiety and depression than, than ever before, right? That's a, that's a fact. I don't need to look up those stats. I think people can do the, the, the looking up and the homework and everything like that. If you want, if you're interested in the information, look it up. You'll find that, yes, the testosterone levels are decreasing, that generally men are not the same kind of men that they were um, in the world before. Let's see it here. Let's go. I got my cat all over me. She's trying to disturb what I'm doing. Let me read this. You're not the man your father was. <clears throat> so this here is from Forbes. It was written by Neil Howe. August 30th, 2020, very recent. According to a recent report from JAMA, testosterone therapy among American men is on the rise. So this speaks about America, but it's, it shows the same levels in Canada too. <clears throat> from 2020 to, uh, 2010, sorry, to 2013, prescriptions more than doubled, which researchers partially attribute to ubiquitous drug marketing campaigns urging older men to boost low T levels. The swell of interest, so uh, convincing them that they need drugs instead of trying to go out and get exercise and, and you can still run and walk and jump and do all this kind of stuff as an old man. You know what, don't do not do this. You need, you need, you need tea um, prescriptions. Anyways, the swell of interest reflects a genuine physiological shift across the population. Men today have less testosterone compared to men of the same age a uh, generation ago. 
and it goes down every generation. Asking why requires untangling a complex web of social, environmental, and behavioral factors that are dismantling age-old ideas about masculinity and triggering a real anxiety over changing gender roles. Yeah, trying to turn men into women and women into men. <clears throat> Studies show that men's testosterone levels have been declining for decades. The most prominent, a 2007 study in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism revealed a substantial drop in U.S. men's testosterone levels since the 1980s, with average levels declining by about 1% per year. This means, for example, that a 60-year-old man in 2004 had testosterone levels 17% lower than those of a 60-year-old man in 1987. Another study of Danish men produced similar findings with double-digit declines among men born in the 1960s compared to those born in the 1920s. <clears throat> the challenges to men's health don't end there. Rates of certain reproductive disorders like testicular cancer have risen over time, while multiple European studies have found that sperm counts are sinking. These trends coincide with the decline in musculoskeletal strength among young men. In a 2016 study, the average 20 to 34 year old man could apply 98 pounds of force with a right hand grip, down from 117 pounds by a man of the same age in 1985. Though grip strength isn't necessarily a proxy for overall fitness, it's a strong predictor of future mortality. So uh, <laughs> if you got those soft, weak, uh, those bitch hands, um, hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to use that word, but hey. What's behind all the uh, downward trends? The answer is com complicated. The decline in uh, testosterone levels is almost certainly linked to higher rates of obesity, which suppresses testosterone and may be linked to lower rates of smoking in men. Yeah, drop that cigarette and stop vaping too. They're trying to have us stop and fucking all that cancer smoke, all that type of shit by 2030 anyways. There's not gonna be any smokes left, so stop smoking. Um, since nicotine is a potent aromatose inhibitor. <clears throat> in the 2007 study, however, the age mass declines persisted after controlling for these variables. Uh, yeah, many observers put more weight on uh, exposure to environmental toxins such as pesticides, parabens, and chemicals common in household products like, uh, shit, I'm gonna mess this up, phthalates and by bisonol A, something like that. Also playing a role are long-term shifts in the ways we work and live. Young men are far less likely to hold jobs in manual labor, so they don't have to be as physically strong as previous generations. Don't have to be. And I think, no, it's probably like 50-50. There's still, you know, men out here in the blue-collar workforce, as many men on, uh, as there are in uh, white-collar work fields. And even though, hey, I'm in the white-collar work field, um, there's still some degree of physical um, attributes that are needed for the job and, and things like that. Either way, you should be just taking care of your physical health on your own. You should be walking, working out, doing whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Meanwhile, certain forms of close relationships such as marriage, fatherhood, and increased time spent with children are casually linked to lower testosterone levels. Yet, here again, the evidence is muddled. On the one hand, Gen X and millennial men are marrying later and having fewer kids. On the other hand, young men today are more likely to live with other people, which may promote pro-social hormones like oxytocin that are natural and antagonists to testosterone, which means that 
men should live by themselves. You know, there's something to be said for a young man that goes out and moves out on his own, moves away from his family and, and doesn't live with roommates and all this kind of stuff, gets comfortable with being by himself and securing his own place for himself. Um, every man should be about that. And those who are fathers are spending more time with their children, which isn't a bad thing. One reason why it's so hard to pinpoint what's driving the declines is the sheer numbers of factors that could be in play. To account for low testosterone, researchers have cited other lifestyle trends as wide-ranging as increased temperatures in homes and offices, well, lack of exercise, and even tight underwear. Goodness. It's also difficult to establish the direction of causality. Has testosterone declined in response to a changed world, or has the world changed to accommodate less viral men? I think the world is producing and intentionally making less viral men, and the world is responding to that. Or is it both? Take declines in strength, for example. While we know supplementing with extra testosterone by itself increases muscle mass, we also know that strenuous exercise by itself promotes natural testosterone production. What's happening to men physically dovetails with a broader story of social transformation. The economy is shifting away from jobs that favor men, like manufacturing and towards sectors dominated by women. Yes. <clears throat> right? This is a societal thing. Page refreshed here. Let me find where I was at. Young men have fallen behind women in educational attainment. Right? Girls get degrees first. Boys get degrees last. <laughs> They're increasingly dropping out of the workforce and expressing less work centrality. The anxiety over the state of men mirrors a bigger debate over America's national identity. Americans have traditionally seen themselves as a pro-testosterone na nation, restless, striving, and rowdy. Yet, in his new book, The Complacent Class, complacent, right? Pay attention to that word. Tyler Cowen argues that America is losing the dynamism, mobility, and enterprise that made it special. This anxiety may have even led the old-fashioned overtly macho President Trump to victory. Yeah. The confusion over what masculinity means today is reflected in the conflicted feelings of males now coming of age. Most American millennial men report feeling pressured to project a traditional image of manhood characterized by traits like toughness, self-reliance, hypersexual and hypersexuality. Yeah, that's definitely pushed. But when asked if they wish to emulate these characteristics themselves, the majority don't. A separate survey asked men to rate themselves on a scale of completely masculine to completely feminine. Only 30% of 18 to 29 year olds chose completely masculine as compared to 65% of men over 65. <laughs> Well, different eras, right? All these social and cultural changes have also left millennial women in uncharted waters. More face a dating pool where partners of equal education and status are harder to come by. Even the science says it, right? Not just uh, Crimson Capsule content creators. The science says, the stats say, this is destroying people's ability to, to get, to create good relationships for women to find guys that they respect and all that kind of bullshit. Like, <clears throat> leaving them waiting for men to catch up or deciding to do it alone. Right, and then you got more single mothers and all this kind of stuff. Uh, they aren't men, one young woman told Philadelphia Magazine flatly, they're boys. And what's happening? Why are they boys? What, what, who's affecting them to be boys? The 
news, the social media, the main news media, the TV, um, everything. <clears throat> it's a sign of long-term generational reversal. Telling men it's okay. You want to be, you want to be a girl, sure. You want to put on some a little makeup, fine, fine. You put on a dress, oh, it's no problem. You're you're still masculine. Mm. When boomer women were coming of age, they wanted kinder, gentler men in touch with their feelings. Now, millennial women yearn for guys who can man up and take care of business. So there's there's a an issue there. There's a disconnect, isn't there? <clears throat> Ultimately, it's impossible to pigeonhole what's happening to masculinity as wholly positive or negative. I say it's negative. The strongest objections come from critics who believe men and women are naturally built for traditional roles. I'm a traditionalist. I think that that when men are men and women are women, society benefits everything worse and um, we're all fine and dandy. Anyways or from those who argue that toxic chemicals are wreaking havoc on men's health. Those who believe traditional gender roles are dysfunctional, however, welcome moving past them. A low testosterone laden world might be less aggressive and more emotionally expressive. If there's one thing on which observers agree, it's the need for solutions to support the men the 21st century economy is leaving behind. There needs, we need something. The need for solutions. I'm a solution. I'm intending to be a solution. I don't want to see soft, effeminate men of the majority going in to lead our world in, um, <clears throat> you know, in, in the next couple of decades and all this kind of stuff. Um, for women to be pining and whining for um, strong men, but then taking up the, the power themselves, essentially leaving men behind. What's going to happen to society as a whole? I'm going to leave that up to people to think about themselves. Like, you know. I think I spoke about a lot of good stuff on this episode, despite the fact that I coughed my lungs out for like two minutes. I apologize, people. Um, yeah, these are real problems. Real problems that people are experiencing right now. Men with depression, men with anxiety, low testosterone levels. What are they supposed to do? Don't watch no more TV. More social media. I told men this year. That's why I go back to my last episode. The top ten things: no relationships. If you're in a relationship already, you better be sure this woman's a good woman. Um, focus on yourself. Work out. Start a business. Live that dream life right now because um, life is moving fast, fast like this. Right? The average lifespan is what 75 years for men, which means that. Um, you know, for us guys who have reached the 25, all this kind of stuff. Once you hit 30, you, you've lived almost half of your life. You got to have something. You got to be doing something. You know, it's like a, a spirit effort for all men. If one guy does it, the next guy does it, you know, the, the outlook for all men starts to look better um, across North America, across the world, you know, <clears throat> Why do men need masculinity in 2021? Because the world's about to get harder because um, Biden just got uh, inaugurated. He's officially, uh, quote unquote, the president now. And a lot of things are going to change across Canada and the US, U.S. because of that. You know, Trudeau's training Chinese military over in Ontario. I mean, all kinds of different things are happening. Our world is changing rapidly. Um, COVID-19 obviously has 
put us in a different state, all these kinds of things. Like, and there's different uh, forms of manipulation coming more, coming from the media, coming from the news, coming from social media that are gonna be affecting men and women um, continuously, right? We know that the powers that be are not for us. And so uh, I think what, what reflects a better world for men to be um, the guy, I think, in the article said that the world can either be more expressively uh, emotionative or, I guess, more aggressive. What's better? What's going to help our world? What's going to help us um, defeat this, this common enemy, communism, globalism, the taking away of all of our freedoms? You know, I speak with uh, some of the people in the neighborhood here about how great it's going to be to lose our vehicles in a couple of years. We're not going to be able to drive anymore or anything, right? Like facial recognition software and all different kinds of stuff that I could break into. But the, um, the points um, for this episode are that OnlyFans is flooded and uh, it's having an effect on people. Son husbands are numerous and they need um, solutions and, and different sources like me who are not going to give them the sugar-coated message, give them that hopium. Um, and yeah, last thing, men need masculinity in 2021. We do, all men, men of all ages, men who are um, dying off. <clears throat> Let me talk to the black men, because uh, uh, as it is, sorry, Saturday, January 23rd, they just laid down one of... Uh, one of our brothers today in Calgary. Rest in peace to this brother, man. Like I knew him personally from the community. He's somebody who was actually where I'm from in Africa, not from here. He didn't just grow up where I grew up. Like we come from the same place. And so uh, to see these brothers losing, I mean, 20 years old, you know, right? I'm about to be 26, all this kind of stuff. I'm getting older, trying to do certain things with my life. so. Um, I don't end up becoming a, a stereotype, a, a statistic, all these kinds of things, right? I think all men need to sit down and think and, and just think about their futures, where we're trying to go. You know, guys who are thinking now that the, it's too late and all that kind of stuff, like, there's time right now, time to, um, an opportunity, obviously, in the online market, um, just monetizing your creativity, you know, monetizing what you can do off of Twitch, YouTube, anything, taking an idea and running with it. Because, um, you know, these, uh, I read an article also talking about how the gig economy is, is going to take effect. People are going to need to have either multiple jobs or you're going to have to monetize a skill or something that you have online on the internet, which provides people with that opportunity. Anyways, people, Besides here, I've been recording for about an hour and a quarter of ish. I think I wanted to go for maybe an hour and a half, but I covered all the topics. You know, I left people with some good stuff. I hope the audio sounds great. I'm using this uh, condenser filter, all this kind of new stuff that I have here. I want to shout out all the new listeners again for listening. Everybody in Canada, the U.S., all the European places. Um, and yeah, we're going to keep on floating. We're going to keep on tackling these messages, improving ourselves, and uh, let it be known, Martian UFO is not that negative nilly. I am not a person that spreads fear or does all that bullshit that, <laughs> that uh, um, would lead 
to <clears throat> not wanting people to have positive outlooks and positive um, futures and, and, and everything with their lives and for their lives, right? Um, we want success and we want outcomes, solutions here. And I'm trying to be a solution for men, for young men, for my community and subset of black men. You know, I want to see bosses out here, you know, going in now and beyond. And uh, that's what I'll leave the people with. This is Martian UFO. This is floating in space, provided to you by Martian UFO Media, the best podcast, of course. Listen on Apple and Spotify. Um, and I appreciate you. Take care of yourself. Have a great day. Thank you.